Hey, everybody. Before we get into this week's show, I'd like to once again thank the Second Print Comics Podcast or the SPC for being the official sponsor of this week's show. And a huge shout out to the two hosts, Mark and Remzo, two certified gems, two bros, if you will, and two great guys. That go great together. You see, they actually seem to like each other. That's a bit of a different flavor than what you might get here on this podcast. And that's what I love about their podcast, too. I end up reading and talking about comics a lot. So why would I want to listen to other people talk about comics? It's because Mark and Remzo do not regurgitate the same nonsense that you hear on a lot of other shows. Their shows are very personal. They talk about their personal journey into comics, out of comics, back into comics. And you end up having both of them with very different stories, but coming together to pretty much celebrate comics. And it's one of those things. This may sound kind of corny, but it's true. I end up listening to their podcasts when they come out on Wednesday just to get inspired about comics again. I I need something to recharge my batteries, and I have fun listening to what they talk about. And a lot of times the subject matter and the comics that they deal with are stuff that I really think they do a great job, and I have a lot of fun listening, including last week they ended up having a show that was produced by badass Jeffrey Greek. So a shout-out to Jeffrey for this it was the SPC versus Woke Furry Future Guardians of the Galaxy of the 90s show. And it was wacky and it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that show. And I like them so much. I am a Patreon of theirs. So with all that, though, please go and subscribe right now to the Second Print Comics podcast. Just look it up wherever you're listening to this show. Hit that subscribe button. And then once you end up falling in love with their show, Join me on the Patreon at patreon.com slash secondprintpod where you can get a ton of extra shows that are all really, really great. And all these links will be in the show notes, but I want to give you them here. Go and follow them on Twitter and Instagram at secondprintpod and then go to their website, secondprintcomics.com. And then once again, join me on their Patreon at patreon.com slash secondprintpod pod but it all starts by going and subscribing to their awesome podcast you'll thank me later and with all that once again shout out and thanks so much to mark and remso but here we go we're going to go off to our show and i figured that we could kind of explore the space here at the beginning because we do not have a lot of books this week that we're talking about so with all of that away we go Welcome back to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm the biggest fan of Man Ray, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 472. 472, Eric, here we go once again. This is a weird show this week. Uh, we only have two books that will be on the regular show. Yes, it is. You did it, Eric. Uh, but we're going to try to have fun with these. Uh, and speaking of that, well, speaking of that, before we go into that, actually, Eric, I don't know what I'm saying. Now we have All a new right. system. Well, we Every have the show. old system here. 
I told you we're not at 10,000 hours yet. Uh, we're back at the old way of doing things. It's, it's freaking me out. It's freaking me out. But go over to the Twitters. 100,000. Weird Amanga. I actually looked it up. It is 10,000. Okay. Not 100,000. 100,000 would be wet. Nobody's an expert on anything. I'm telling you. Then. That's what I thought. But you were arguing me, so I went with it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I did look it up. It's it's 10. It's not 100. So 10,000. So 10,000 hours, aren't we? Well, no, we're at six or seven. That was my point. Uh, like, we still haven't gotten to that. So we're, I thought we were well okay. over 10,000. No, not hours. It takes a lot. It does take a lot, Eric. But go over to the Twitter at Weird Science DC. Also go to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com. Check out our YouTube channel, Weird Science Comics, and then go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science. All of these will be in the show notes. A lot of clickable links for all of that stuff. But welcome here, all you weirdos. And as I said, we have two books. Doesn't mean we only talk about two books, Eric, because we do have a Patreon spotlight each and every week. Me and you get together on Thursday night. And talk two books that the badasses of the Get Fresh crew, er, er, they pick. And they pick, I don't know, they picked a, a pretty, you know, the, the big, big ones, I guess. I mean, this week's a weird one for the what we deal with. books this week. I am Batman number 18, Eric saying old Man Ray. You love the Man Ray. Just Best part of I am Batman. Don't end up doing your laundry ironing based on Man Ray or you're not going to have anything to wear. It's your but Sunday shirt. We also did the it's well, holy. it is because it's holy. Oh, I didn't even think you actually meant that. No, oh, man. <laughs> Two lips on my organ, Eric. We end up where go. we also did Lazarus Planet Dark Fate number one. Can't wait for that number two. Uh, I can. Well, it was a number two, as we often say. And yeah, we Ooh. ended up talking about that. We didn't like it as much as some of the GFC. Mm-mm. It just was weird. But. We're going to see how this all works out down the line. The new, when new we age get of DC heroes. Of these, yeah, and we talked about the new age of DC heroes along with these new ones that are going on. All the that new, stuff new. swirled in. I wish it was called the new, new age of heroes. That'd be <laughs> the hilarious. The age of heroes. And it's, it's funny because as we talked about that, we've talked on this show and, and all of our other shows about that idea that they ended up firing Dan DiDio. But they didn't really have a lot of ideas, so they ended up grabbing yep. his ideas. They're, they're now scraping the bottom of the barrel. They're like, what else did Dan DiDio do? Pretty soon we're going to have the new, new 52. Why not? They're just throw it all out the there. Newer but, 52. Yeah, the newer 52. The newer 54, they'll call the it. The infinite 52. Yeah, that that is. doesn't the, make sense. The new infinite. Maybe that'll be it. I don't know. It's it's the new hotness, as they say. But I really want to get a hold of like uh, Joshua Williams and, and talk about the idea of the infinite frontier for that that small era of DC comics, which people are moved on because they want that new hotness that is the dawn of DC. But I just want to know, was there any plans for the Elseworld and Earth Omega? The big thing that was the changing of the multiverse that we never did a goddamn thing with. And it's funny because once you come out with something that you say everything matters, all of a sudden, nothing mattered. And that Omega Earth, like, they just disappeared. The totality, all this stuff ended up just getting pushed aside. But I was reminded today uh, by my man, Josh, Josh McDonald, that used to do the stuff over at the uh, Batman News. And he was talking right. to me about Joshua Williamson, the idea that you do have to go and check out some of his interviews. And if, if people have met him, he's a very... ADHD type of guy and it really does kind of play out in the writing where things are kind of left behind they're forgotten they're changed and things like that 
because I was talking about the idea of where every time he starts something, because he's going to be starting Superman next week. So that's an exciting thing uh, to look forward to. But his his beginnings are usually pretty good, but he loses track sure. of things and stuff like that. But hopefully that won't be the case. But it wasn't Dark Crisis. I mean, that that You think Chupacabra's all right? I, I hope that he is, Eric. I, I really He's do. He's got his wings. There, there's a funny thing. Uh, I hope <laughs> that Uncle Perez. I, I hope, <laughs> really, Uncle Perez. Uh, I hope that you end up uh, liking something in the books this week that I thought was kind of funny. If, if you ended up noticing or not, I'm sure that you would. But we'll get into that. Something that is a callback to a nothing. character that I never thought we were going to see again. Uh, but we'll end up getting onto that because right now. We got to do a little bit of a salute, a little bit of a roll call. This is the badass roll call here. Uh, uh, Eric, this is no for honest. the badasses of the Get Fresh Crew. Michael Jordan, Eric K. Double K, Jeffrey Greek, Stephen Bat Dad Mitchell, The Annihilator, Ted Probst, I Love Punchline, Stork, Michael S. Cam, Matt Razor, D Man 3000, Lady Abby, and Lord Andy. I'm already thinking of what's going to come down the line. I, I don't even want to Francisco L. Rocky. <laughs> Niels Tewart, David Fink, Stephen Baum, Jason Colby, that's Sue 42 to you and me, Michael G, Ken Halleck, Comic Boom, Rocky, Eunice T. Bitch, you. Ay, 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 Eric, I just, I can't take what? it. I can't take you. Mark <laughs> Jay. Yeah, this is the thing. When I'm saying these things, I never, it's like a puzzle to me, and I never can get it right. I'm like, Eunice T. I almost said Bick, as in the German pronunciation of the word. Uh, Mark Jaeger, what is it? Eunice T. Eunice T. Bitch. <laughs> Nick Evans. Ruben. Carlos. No of Marv. <laughs> See, this is what happens, Eric. You're what a weird not show. Sure. It's going to be weird. I, I I feel happy right now, though. Matthew Rapier, Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis, Manchin. I didn't even get close to being done. Andrew and Belfast, <laughs> like Swanee, Anthony, G, Josh, Million, My Man, Pete from NYC, Batman Beyond, Mark, our man, Rob, Lewis, Brandy Murray up there in Buffalo, Canada, and also Double A Run Doxing, his ass in Minnesota. Oh, my goodness, sir. That is it. So stop it. Stop your nonsense. But, Stop what? I didn't do nothing. Uh, I'm just sitting here. Oh, my goodness gracious. But, yeah, we, we don't have a plethora, but we have a plethora of minus four. We have two books. We have Batgirls and Batman Incorporated. If they souk, they souk, Eric. But we're here to talk about them either way, and we're here to enjoy it. And I hope that everybody can have a little bit of fun. I think this is going to be one of those episodes. I hope you can. Now, the, the idea of this, and now I think about it, we often say that, okay, this will be a quick episode. This will be where people jump on. And see how great we are, and I'm like, oh god, I already, I already ruined it. But welcome to the suck, welcome to the yeah. soup, people. We are here, here. every week. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess I don't want to false advertise anything and seem professional. So we're gonna get on with this. Uh, Eric kind of threw the gauntlet down for me during our spotlight on the Patreon, where you told me that no matter what, even if we have two bucks, I'll be an asshole. And try to make this into a three-hour podcast. I, I've I, been there. I have done that, I think. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how the Patreon spotlight is two hours, but it is. Well, that's because we enjoy talking to each other, Eric. It's one of those weird plays. It's it? a weird play with that because when we hit the spotlight, we haven't talked to each other in a while. 
Then we talk for two hours and then we're sick of each other. Then we get to the regular show. We're like, all right, here we go. You start making fun of me. You're not nice. You're so nice to me when we're not talking to everybody else. <laughs> when it's just me and you, you're so nice to me. Uh, but we will. You're my summer camp friend. Exactly. Can't be friends sliders, during the normal year. I, it's, that's the deal. It's Greece. I'm Sandy. Danny. <laughs> and then next thing you know, hey, baby. What up? Isn't that what the line was? <laughs> Man, hey, I don't remember Greece. Hey, I'm just a T-bird there, bitch. That's what he says. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. This movie. is not really a nice family-friendly movie. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, he was racing Crater Face. It didn't work out right. right? Then they're singing Summer Lovin'. <laughs> what were you doing racing? <laughs> I don't know. There's, uh, yeah, that's true. Summer Lovin', he's singing, but he's getting all confused because of this global warming. Right? He doesn't know what summer, what is it anymore. It's so weird, everything going on. <laughs> weird. Oh, yes, they were weird. But everything, as I'm told, is cyclical, Eric. So we're going to end that uh, conversation. We're going to go off right now. We have two Spell books. We, um, no. <laughs> S-I-C-K. <laughs> S-O-O-K. Uh, but, yeah, hopefully these books don't soup that much, Eric. But we're going to go off. We have two books. We'll get this easy-peasy done. Everybody who jumps on here for their first time, I, I apologize. It gets better, maybe. The jokes will, I don't know. It's like you in bed. Well, no. I don't even pretend that that's going to get any better. The better thing is the end. And then, you know, then <laughs> I fall asleep and then Tanya, you know, looks off and in the distance crying. Hey, you know I don't like to be touched One afterwards. One tear going down her eye like I littered on the side of the road, Eric. That's, that's the truth. <laughs> Hey, Don't everybody. The the hey, uh, but we're going to go up to the books right about now. Ghost maker all the time has come. Batman Inc. is now yours to run today, okay. Where you going, what you looking for? All your mentors will be no more, it's true. Is it you? Clown Hunter and Nighter still has them. So, uh, El- that El- song's El- by the uh, Batman Incorporated members, Dark Ranger and Night Runner, if you remember. <laughs> it's true, yes. It did work out that way. So uh, funny. Al Gaucho, he didn't seem to want to fight anymore. He seemed to no. be kind of supporting a bit of the Ghostmaker, but, you know, we'll Everybody's get to that. having to change a face lately. I, I guess. I don't know. They better, if they change face, would I know? Because I don't know their old face. Eric, I'm having problems. Uh, but here we are, and we have two books, as we said, and we're going to be starting with that Batman Incorporated. But if you wanted to read written reviews of at least one of these books, Batman Incorporated, no review on the site, but Batgirls is up there from Gabe, 
I think he might have been a little more positive than I am going to be on that. Please go over to weirdsciencedccomics.com. Check those out each and every day. Just keep going. We're going to start this out and get things going because, again, you, you kind of challenge me to get this stuff going anything. and I get done. It's your little. I said, don't be a psychopath. And you're like, fine. Now, I'm just going to keep doing something that drives you nuts. This is going to be a short podcast. And we're almost done, Eric. You always get mad at me when I end every up. Every time you do that, it's that. another hour. Well, I have good intentions, Eric. No, you don't. You don't. Just like Toad the Wet Sprocket, Eric. I, I do have good intentions. Good intentions When I think I'll be quick But I should mention Seems I never get that right Can't understand why we record all night And it's hard to rely on my own good senses Cause I really have trouble paying attention Eric laughs at my jokes sometimes But he can't see cause he's just blind There's little relief No week off reprieve Oh We left our families far behind I'm negative but I don't mind Easily forgettable. Batman Incorporated number five. They they were a easily forgettable band, though I did like them when they were out, but they had oh, yeah. that problem that me and you talked about. You never really knew the names of the people in the band, you so you Toad never got that connection. Sprocket. Well, you did, and, and they <laughs> hung out with Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> exactly. I mean, seriously. But with that, I think that you just gave me a really good segue into this book, because like Toad the Wet Sprocket, by the end of these issues, I can't ever tell you who is involved in this book and the book what are you talking about jim we have two crowded air we have phantom ones batman incorporated consisting of black mist the fallen fissure hollow and oryx you don't remember these yeah, characters names my friend? i i have that written down as well Eric, oh my god i, I have gonna, to write these I, down i was going to tell you to which one's which you. until we get to the panel uh, yeah yeah exactly and, and you also have what they claim this is what you have as the full batman incorporated team it's the Batman of China, Wang mm-hmm. Beishi, but we don't Beishi, know if yeah. he's, he, he kind of comes in and out. We have the Batman kinda of out. Japan, yeah. right? Clown Hunter, Dark Ranger, El Gaucho, Ghostmaker, obviously, Grey Wolf, the Knight, Raven Red, Wingman. I don't know much about Some, a lot of those. some of the things, yeah, some of the characters, you know, I know a little bit of what I brought into the book, but the book itself, and it's so funny, too, because... We should know more about, say, Oryx, Eric, but we don't. We? Uh, but yet, well, we're spending more time with Oryx than I'd say with Raven Red so far. Uh, At least we get a backstory. Maybe story, we are, but you got to right? tell me, which one's Oryx? <laughs> I don't know. So I have no idea if you're right or not. Eric, I'm looking at this written down, and I still think it says Onyx. I, I sit there, I'm like, I Oryx does not, not it doesn't calculate in my head we already when have I'm an looking Onyx at character. this. Oh, my goodness. Plus, it was a stripper. That ended up living with us here for a while, but she was white, and it made no sense, Eric. I didn't understand. 
Uh, but this is Batman Incorporated, number five, and I said, written by Ed Brisson, art by John Timms, Rex Lucas, and Clayton Coles. And when we get into this, I know that you are, and I'm a John Timms fan. I'm not going to tell you I don't like the art. The problem is my tablet keeps falling, Eric. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I end up having, well, I was propping it up so I could look at some things, and then it falls down. It's not, it's not propping me, that's for sure. But the, the John Timms art, I still think that at points, I'm just more confused of the lay of the land. So like you said, oh, like, you're like, oh, oh, you're like, Oryx, yeah. I think, I think Oryx is Batwoman orange. Yeah, it might be. Not Batwoman pink. I don't, I think that the John Timms art itself is Thor. okay. I don't think it's telling a good story. There's a lot of people, and it might be because of the script, but there's a lot of people standing around. When you do end up having action half the time, I don't even know what the hell's going on. That fight between uh, Ghostmaker and Phantom One, it got confusing to me of what exactly was happening at the point and how it was resolved and things like that. There's a lot of flacks and thucks, but yeah, I, I oh, can shit. barely things see what was happening. Yeah, and, and again, by the end, it's so easy to see what happened. Oh my God, he's on top of him. Stabby, he's stabby. on top of him. It's like a good Saturday night. So uh-huh. I end up where, okay, I get it, but by the end, I, I just think that this book is a bit of a convoluted mess. And the problem Best is, issue in my mind. well, the problem is, I, I kind of disagree. I, I think it's the same thing. Uh, agree, the book no, isn't I'm selling. right around where I have been between, let's just say it's a 6.5 to a 7 right off the bat. 7 on the high point, but mostly it's just because we're actually doing stuff with the characters this issue. We're establishing the idea of like Phantom One's Batman Incorporated, how we found them and how it is along the lines of Lex Luthor's Batman Incorporated and why it is. It just gets very convoluted in the way that we break it down at that point. And then we also end the idea of who Ghost, like, you know, what Phantom One's doing. Ghostmaker's turn, turn of face with the idea where he wants to be better and where we're going from the series forward now that the see it seems to be over. Well, that's the problem I have. We spend a lot of time dealing with Phantom One. For him to just go away now he may come back i'm sure he will but it's not next arc and you end up being told hey oryx boy that oryx is upset about this and then leaves i don't need that we are now five issues into a book i don't know the main team and i think that a lot of people know less a lot of people are probably sitting there wondering what the hell is this team all about you're centering more on this other team of Phantom Ones instead of your main character. And I think book. it's a bad play. I think it's a bad play. And you really do need, I think, a reset to just go back to the basics. But Anybody? now at the well, no, at the end they introduce six more characters that the next arc is all about. We have six more ish it it becomes Joker Inc. coming up now. Oh yeah, we have Alpaca coming in, yeah. Yeah, and that's the character that I was talking about. But we have six characters, five of which I don't know who they are. I know Alpaca, but not much. And so you end up having this team come in. You're just going to do the same thing again. We, well, hopefully that's he, not the case. I, well, I mean, if he tells the story different, but up until the solicits in May, we're dealing with this team that comes at the end of this issue. We need to have some cool down which is and cool learn to see Alpaca the characters. Again. Yeah, I thought it was funny. That was the Batman character. From like China, I, said, so like I was talking about earlier that I would mention. I wondered if you were uh, aware or oh, even yeah. paid attention by the end. But that's the I only, think it I'm, like, saw that. I'm sitting there. I'm like, who's oh, at least we know one of them. But the <laughs> idea where, you know, you're there and we know Ghostmaker because we've had him recently. We know Clown Hunter a bit, but, you know, this new Clown Hunter and going forward, whatnot. But I don't know that everybody or anybody knows. This team, and we that's why I mentioned the team, 
as we went through. And that's what's going to get people to buy it. Oh, my God, I need to buy this book because I think these new characters or characters that I'm not aware of are pretty good. But the book is bombing. It's not selling well. And I don't know that it's going to end up being they're throwing Joker stuff in to try to get it up there. But it's not the true Joker. It's going to be joker ink and i'm I'm just i'm worried about it because there is points i went back to look at a bunch of other things because out of nowhere at this end you're just going to throw in these little backstory type reminders of the other team while you end up having phantom one holy shit i just realized ghostmaker if we have joker ink if we have joker ink coming in you're going to have all the different versions of the joker for the different members of batman incorporated like their biggest villain and stuff like that we definitely need jace fox on the freaking batman incorporated yeah, so we that can would get be, man oh, ray you in this. Get man ray in? that would be funny <laughs> and yeah that's the fun play that we were even talking on Holy our spotlight shit. <laughs> if you were going to get say a jace fox continuing maybe it would be a cool thing to have him in a batman incorporated and then yeah you get man ray would be kind of he's funny he's the joker yeah, actually, it's just what happens is it, you end up getting Jason there. What's your villain? Uh, checking my privilege? That's just what it is. He's got to just check his privilege all the time, Eric. But yeah, you have this where, Sometimes again, you gotta like, check it. do you think that a lot of people know the character Knight if they're just coming into this? And that's the thing. You can't rely on people doing re- that's what your book is supposed to do. And I don't think it's set up anything really of this team. Uh, but uh, what do you think? Well, that's the thing is the the team is very all over the place because they're there, but they're not doing much for the half the uh, series so far. We've been like separating them from the rest of the group to try to figure out who's been killing these people and wondering is it actually Ghostmaker, their leader of the team, who's that going around and killing his former mentors until they do find the truth in the series. But is it the idea where, like, okay, we have Batman Incorporated Volume 3 here. You have two other volumes of Batman Incorporated books. Go over to the DC Ultra app or the regular app to go check out the not other everybody has it, Batman though. Incorporated stuff. Yeah, but not everybody has that. And, and it's go still, and pirate. I'm saying you don't even know Shh. that these are still going to be playing that same game. I, I just, I'm telling you, I think it's a misplay where we said it before. Like I said before, it's a Ghostmaker book called Batman Incorporated. Yeah, it is. And that's not selling. So they, they need to do something. They need to get something going on here and, and get it going. It's one of the worst selling books at DC right now. Uh, of the ongoing stuff so i was actually near my tim drake i thought i thought that yeah no nobody's getting near that piece of crap so you end up where i thought that maybe this is going to get canceled sometime soon but still going as far as the solicits go Uh, again though you you have to i hate when you have to tell people to jump through hoops to enjoy a book that comes out now that had a number one that should have done and an annual story that actually should have introduced more of the characters and things like that so you end up having this going on, and yeah, the big play here is, oh no, is Clown Hunter going to kill Ghostmaker? I kind of figured he wouldn't. And that is the big play. Right? We did talk about it at the end of the last issue when we reviewed it on the podcast. Is he going to go through this? And the thing is, well, but since it is essentially a Ghostmaker book, we came away from that issue thinking, no, he's definitely not going to kill him. Is he going to go and attack Phantom 1? What is going to be the play here? Because right now, the best dynamic that we have in the book is Ghostmaker and Clown Hunter. For some reason, that's the best dynamic. So obviously, Clown Hunter is not going to go and kill his mentor. But hopefully, with this, it's going to be able to get Ghostmaker to change his psycho- psychopathic ways that we saw previously and see how maybe he's trying to be a better person. Like in this one, he does talk to uh, Phantom 1 about the idea and the rest of the team, essentially. How he made a promise to Batman to stop killing. Yes, it's hard for him, but he is trying. So along those lines and other things that we've seen for how he seems to feel about Kleiner, it does seem that he is at least 
faking it till he makes he's it. Trying, he doesn't yeah. have the emotions that he's able to like, you know, connect with people the way other people are. But it looks like he is changing a bit, whether that's deliberate or something he's doing off the side. I am curious to see. Yeah, I think Ed Brisson does it in a good way that shows you. I, I think he he's faking it, but he's faking it for the good reasons. I think that he Ed Brisson writes it well enough that it's not the idea. Oh, man, look at that ghost maker. He has feelings now. He kind of says, listen, this isn't my thing. I'm not about this. It's not, you know, ingrained in my DNA. But I promised some people. I've actually made a promise that I can't do it, so I'm working harder to do that. Not kill people. It's a fucking hassle, but whatever. I actually got the idea too that maybe in the back of his mind he also wants to be maybe a better example for Clown Hunter. He wants to make things better. I thought that we were going to get the idea where he would say to Phantom One, "Listen, I completely screwed up with you. I don't want to do it again. Allow me to." You know, he doesn't get that far. He does end up explaining the numbers game and why he left Phantom One behind and. I don't know, that didn't seem like a Ghostmaker thing. Honestly, it's one of the coolest parts of the book in my mind because you have a hero who constantly wants to be better than Batman. When you have, you know, uh, Palladium, one of his big bads going like, you know, he's going to murder Phantom One. Phantom One is trapped, you know, Ghostmaker sidekick in case you're new to the show or don't remember. But he is trapped in rubble. He needs help. But Ghostmaker, thinking about the uh, the numbers game, there are 10 other people that I need to save because of this Palladium business, which you would out there half cock to go do. So you set this all up. I need to save them, and I will come and save you after the fact. But nobody could have survived to that in his mind that long after the fact. He was already taken at that point anyway, so it wouldn't have mattered. But I like this idea because he goes off, you know, Phantom One this entire time. Like, it's essentially a lesser version of Jason Todd. You know, you let him kill me or you That's let me why die. I don't it's like it's it along actually. those lines. But I like this because Ghostmaker actually goes and murders Palladium. The, the thing that got me, though, is I think that Ghostmaker at that point there's five people who needed saving and there's one phantom one the problem in my mind is he has phantom one to be the better version of jason todd he heard that jason todd died hey i can do this and i think he saves phantom one and says i just saved you because i want to have one up on batman the idea that i had a sidekick die that's not the mission ends up well his mission is different that's what i'm saying he ends up having this idea of i gotta go save, but i don't know that you know, I think that it's all, uh, you know, kind of like appearances to him of the idea that I better save this kid because if I don't, then I'm just as bad as Batman. I don't think he gives a rat's ass about a bunch of, you know, EMTs and firemen. I think that he would have tried to save Phantom One in that point, but it's okay. And the good part is, is that then he does go more of what he thinks Batman might have should have done and went there until Palladium. I really want to see Phantom One meet up with Red Hood so they can have some talks and adventures together. Yeah, yeah, I, I it's weird. It's it's like one of those things where you almost want to have Phantom One because of how this ended up that he's even like, well, I, is he worse than Jason overall? I don't know. Jason yes. was pretty. Yes, uh, Jason was pretty bad when he came back. So yeah, you, you end up where Phantom One at this is like, okay, but they're they're fighting. They're gonna you know unguard and they're gonna fight. And it's very quick, but one of the one of my favorite things this week, with just having you know the two books on this podcast, is that idea where Ghostmaker's better, and he says, "Listen, you know." And I think that the play here is the idea you've been so concerned with you know getting revenge on me. Why weren't you training? Because you're still awful. And he's like, "You're bad." And he's stabbing him each time he comes in. But then when he says, "Because you end up having Phantom One's team." And you end up having Batman Incorporated and they're kind of, you know, back there. And you have that play. I like where uh, our Ghostmaker ends up saying, hey, if I die here, 
let Phantom One and these guys go. Don't don't fight them. Let them go. This is part of you know the honor of this or whatnot. Yeah. But when he ends up stabbing Phantom One, he's like, listen. He's got two hours to die, but two hours. Like, look what he's going <laughs> with. I swear to God, it lessened it a bit where he says, hey, he's going to bleed out in two hours. What does he have? A little cut? Got a paper cut or something? Two hours. He was I, stabbed in organs. Yeah, two hours, though. It's not that you don't need to put a time frame. Just say, hey, he's got to get saved here. You can make your choice. The two hour bit was just funny to me as if he'd be like, listen, he hasn't eaten today. His blood sugar's down. And he's going to get grumpy, so you better go. But it's all the play of you can decide to save him or fight me, make your choice. And, you know, the, See, I, I think is I like all of this. The idea of, you know, the Phantom One Incorporated, whatever you want to call it, the Lex Luthor Batman Incorporated that we have, these members here. It's such a weird idea because when we had this introduced by, um, was it Ed Brisson who did the annual that introduced yeah, this? Yeah, or was it Joshua? Okay. For some reason, I thought Joshua Williamson might have done it. But, okay, Ed Brisson did that. It was just we talked the about. Series. Exactly. And it wasn't even, no, no, I'm talking, I'm, you know what it is. It was Joshua Williamson's like trek to that one town to find Abyss. And then when we learned well, about the, the story Batman, like, where we got Grey Wolf. Yeah, yeah. His, his- okay. I, I'm talking, I'm thinking about the one that Joshua Williamson did with the, uh, the Abyss storyline that started this whole thing off. So with that, we have Lex Luthor going around after Batman Incorporated folded because of Leviathan and the death of like Damien and stuff along those lines. Lex Luthor, he wanted to put together a better team. Now we have all of these people across the world that were targeted by Lex to become the Batman, because in order to have a vigilante that's like a Batman, you need tragedy in their lives. And for some reason, Lex Luthor said, all right, I'm going to find everybody I can who's been affected by Ghostmaker and Ghostmaker's like mentors. And it, yes, it's a Batman thing as well, but it seems like some of it might be just Ghostmaker stuff, but it's all, like all the traces back to Ghostmaker. I want to know how we had Lex Luthor incorporate this weird shadow power with Abyss and then just go and have all these other assholes in costumes, it seems like, doing stuff. It, it feels so weird to have that, like, that first connection with Joshua Wimson and that Abyss character that was so weird. And then we just have these guys here who have been picked up by Phantom One. Yeah, and then, by the way, too, uh, by, you have this idea that none of them seem to know anything about Batman or didn't look into exactly. things. So they weren't so that's, aware. They, they that's have a little this odd. big hard-on on Ghostmaker because, you know... Ghostmaker's mentors are the ones that ruined our lives, essentially. So we went up to Phantom One. We're going to kill Ghostmaker. We're going to kill all his mentors. We're going to get our revenge. All of us are going to be happy in the end. And we're going to be better than Ghostmaker. I think it gets convoluted, though. Oh, no, it totally does. But it's like, but you know what, guys? They're also Batman's mentors. The hell what, you what? say? Well, we, we weren't told about <laughs> oh, that, but no. it doesn't matter right now. Oh, no. The thing that makes me laugh, though, is they're making it seem that the, you're playing this Jason Todd Joker thing a lot here. You end up where. Ghostmaker says to Phenomon, listen, I took care of Palladium because he took you down. And it was more, you know, and he, this is where I said that I like Ed Brisson's writing. He doesn't say, man, I wanted to avenge you, little buddy. You were my little guy. No, he says, I don't like to lose. And it really wasn't fully about revenge for you, but I did take him down. So you have that. But these other bits of this, you know, group with Phantom One. The idea for them is the idea of the Joker who didn't get killed. They, oh, the, his mentors that he didn't kill them, and they're bad. And they, it's such a weird way. It'd be like you getting mad at me because of my high school history teacher did something to you, and I didn't take care of him back when I was in high school. It, it's it's common. Was he your mentor? He, he was. Eric. You're he a was. piece of shit too. Uh, but yeah, again, he was just you. going around. But then everything gets thrown out the window. But. Bruce Wayne Batman, oh no, how could that be? They, he's not bad. And they didn't know that, and that's the big play. But in that, 
you do have, like I said, you take time where this other team just says, hey, take Oryx over here. Like, Oryx had some problems with this guy, and I had problems with that guy. But I don't really care about their problems because they're leaving the book. I said, they may probably come back. Yeah, but even for now, I'm here for now. I want to know about the team that I think that this is a book that's obviously a team book where I think a lot of people, if you, you know, tied them down, Eric, if they like that, and said, uh, name the team. And I'm not talking this other team. I'm talking Batman Inc. I bet you people would not be able to name every character on a on this Batman Inc. team after five issues, and that's a problem. Well, it's an ever-changing roster, it feels like. Well, it, but it shouldn't be because of how they set it up. I don't up. think the and, Batman of Japan should be here. Well, he, I, at one point, he, he shouldn't have been. He was told to go back. Jiro was told to leave. I, it was weird. That's what I'm saying. I, it, it ends up, I'm very frustrated with the idea that I can't put a thumb down on the actual team of the book. Now, you say all this, I think that this is a Ghostmaker clown on her book, They were a little, A, you know, hey, maybe that won't sell, so we'll call it Batman. But I almost wish that it was just a Ghostmaker and Clown Hunter book and maybe dribs and drabs create the Batman Inc. around that as we went forward. But you just threw everything in. And really, Batman Inc., the team, they've just been not barely even side characters. They've just been off doing things while the big focus is on Ghostmaker and I, I think that we ha- that has to change if you want this book. They Did we need- see Ghostmaker train with a cult? Do you remember that part? Mm, I don't know what he was. They were talking even about. Because even is talking about, like for for me, my brother fell in with a cult in Norway. They beat him to death, left his body to the fields for the crows to pick at, pick at his corpse, and bearded vultures to eat at his bones. When we found him, there was nothing left to bury. The same cult Ghostmaker trained with. And I'm like, who are they teaching them how to I'm make? Tell you, everything just leads back Some to cool Ghostmaker lead? anyway. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, Jim Jones because is out an- there. Another part, like you know, when we had Frank Oates, who was another trainer of Ghostmaker. Frank Oates, the man whose life Jiro and Grey Wolf tried to save, came to Zandia to help the Church of Blood shut down a rebellion, and while while doing so, imprisoned and killed Hollow's lover. I'm like, just hanging out with the Church of Blood, this other cult over here. I'm like, I don't know if you're trading right. Yeah, you can have some bad dudes, but stop hanging out in like, you know, cults. These are, are you're mentioning characters that by the end of this issue, they're going to say, hey, we're leaving. I just don't understand why at the last second you have to throw this in instead of getting information about the team that we have and the team that's the big thing for the book. It just was odd to me. I know you're trying to do character work, but it's already past that time. And we're not learning much about our regular team. I, and so they, they pull Grey Wolf into there, but we know Grey Wolf. The one character that kind of was spelled out in that annual and things like that. But I just worried, well, I, it's not even me worrying. I see the sales and you need somewhere where you get a jumping on point. I think you need something where maybe you have to have just a, hey, time out. We're going to do this issue. That's a one shot deal where we're going to introduce some of these characters and concepts. And maybe we can get some more fans. I just don't see this book, you know, gaining fans as it goes. It's losing them. And. By the end, I like the stuff with, you know, Ghostmaker and Phantom One and Clown Hunter. Clown Hunter says, I'm not going to kill him. That's not my thing. They do end up fighting. And at one point, you have the stupidity of Phantom One who's like, just kill him and then look Before under the mask. I kill he's you, like, oh, I want to see your face. I was going to wait until you were dead, but I want you to know that I've seen it. And it's a weird, like, almost Batman slash Mandalorian play. Like, this is the biggest secret ever for, like, Minkoa, like, Khan here. And I'm like, it's so weird that like he would play this off because you have seen his face technically. He's been in different disguises, but like 
You've seen him without the mask. It's just, it's just such a weird idea that like this is the biggest secret of who Ghostmaker's face, like what Ghostmaker's face really looks like. I'm like, all right, well, you just opened up a shot. Yeah, maybe he could have played something up like he turns his back to the camera and he does at least show Phantom 1 like, listen, you deserve that or something. I actually just thought that Fa- Phantom 1, that thing's got to be booby-trapped. Please don't try to take it off. Oh, and he ended up thunking and stab, whacking stab. him anyway. <laughs> stab, stab, kick, kick. And yeah, ends up turning the tides. And then I want to see what your face, that'd be funny. He's like, you see my face. What the hell are you doing? I want to see what you look like with what arm. But like, even in this, the character work that he's trying to do, like, I, I like the character of Phantom One, but it's more of the idea of what it's based on, the Jason Todd-esque no, thing, right? So when you're almost like, I wasn't worried that he was going to get killed. I didn't think he would because, uh, you know, the promise that uh, Ghostmaker had made. But when you have Black Mist, oh, no. Like, I'm like, oh, come on now. Like, the Batman of Ireland? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, really. And, yeah, they bitch and moan. And then at the end, you know, the, the little downtime. All right, maybe we'll get to learn of these characters. Oh, wait a minute. There's a knock on the door in China. And it's the Joker, Inc. And I'm like, all right. Now, you have six more characters, it seems. Really? Like, why are we? Why are you getting a team book that just that. has to have a ton of characters? But, again. You're going to have to introduce all these characters, and that's going to take away, I think, from the team again. I think that Ed Brisson thinks everybody knows characters. the characters. I think that he thinks everybody's got, down It looks like there's Rodeo Clown Girl, Big Head Clown Boy over there. You yeah, got, look at what, them. What, like the dummy. I don't S and M clown. I don't know what he's up to, but like an alpaca, like all of these different things. Alpaca's like, fun. I want to know what the clowns like the idea of like. Different ways that clowns look around the world and what they are, how they're represented. And I, I look forward to that idea. But going back to this issue and not the future, the weirdest part besides for the convoluted nature of putting together the Lex Luthor Incorporated based on Ghostmaker slash Batman's like mentors, because it seems more at Ghostmaker times than what we saw with Batman for the whole, you know, Batman the Night, like the new year zero one thing that they tried to do. But when you have the fight going on in a ship above, with the Batman Inc. and the, let's say, Phantom One Inc. going yeah, on. Yeah, like I wish that they actually separated. had a team name, right? They're separated from the main fight with Ghostmaker and Phantom One. So you have this going on. Grey Wolf breaks the restraints from the ready, and a big fight is like taking place in this ship. And you don't know where it's at. It's just in a ship, apparently, that we find out later on. But Wingman, who had been passed out earlier because he took a, a drink of and, and, and like knocked him out, he wakes up during this fight. This, Walks on over. He's still kind of drunk, right? Yeah, exactly. He's all out of it. And just hits a button in the cockpit where then we see later on the ship just falls out of the sky right by where Ghostmaker and uh, Phantom Warner fight. I'm like, what is up with this wingman? Because the idea that you go, going back to what you're saying, how maybe a lot of people don't know enough about the team and they don't want to go back and read Batman Incorporated Volume 1 or 2 to find out who these characters are. But wingman is the odd man out for me because... You never know who Wingman is. Before he was Jason Todd in the Red Hood and the Outlaws book, it was Jason Todd's father in disguise. And here we just have a random Wingman who nobody knows who he is. And he's such a weird little fuck up character. And I have no idea the most about him. Like he is the, the most crucial character in my mind that I need to know about because I did read the previous series. It did make me laugh when he did that. And he's like, oh, hey. And he presses the button. I'm like, you just caused millions of dollars of damage, buddy. Not he ends up where it just crashes. He's like, oh, what the hell? And then they're like, we're home. I'm like, he is so drunk. And then he comes out. And it was okay. But yeah, uh, overall, I'm just not. I, I want to be into this. I actually do like Ghostmaker. Well, and I want to see more of Clown Hunter. It is, you know. And so I do 
want the, but I want the team. I keep waiting for like, okay, this I don't have I couldn't sit here and say from this series. Again, you kinda have to disconnect and what I'm saying, somebody who just jumps in with this, what is their favorite character on the team? And I, I don't think you know enough about them to actually have that from Zero. this series. But from this series, what did you get from them? He's just kind of a side deal. You don't really He's the get Batman anything. Batman in Japan, and I'm a weeb. That's actually that's all he got, so he can go <laughs> with it. I, I still need a sidekick to show up at some point, but uh, all of this. Oh, what was going, her name? The Canary. We character. said before, what? and I can't remember. Oh man, because the idea that he has a little minuscule fairy type character that goes it's by like some Tinkerbell. kind of canary name. Exactly, I, I, I like that. So the funny. Deal. Yeah, I, I actually really like that combo. Uh, but again. That's stuff that we brought in with us. You know, when okay. we have Beiji, that's stuff from New Superman that we liked them. We liked them there. And El Gaucho, one of the returning characters that are actually on the team still, he just was at the beginning. I don't like this guy should be leading. I don't like the Ghostmaker. And then he kind of hasn't done much either. So it is a shame. Uh, but that's what He's it is. He's been on Mentor Watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I, I kind of wish that we had like a two issue deal of just everybody like, hey, shit went wrong here. It should have went better. Maybe we should train together as a team. And that's a good way of introducing the characters to people and see, you know, who likes who, you know, have the shenanigans oh, going on. The thing is, his sidekick is just called Canary. Uh, I was right. <laughs> yeah, For some reason, cool. I don't know if I got a mix up with Black Canary. I'm like, there's a name before the Canary. But no, I think it's just Canary. Little Canary, I like A six-inch tall girl with wings. I, I really liked her. I, I thought that that was a cool deal. But, it was a uh, cool dynamic. Yeah, what would you give this? Ultimately, I would give this because I enjoyed the art and I enjoyed a lot of the interaction between Ghostmaker and Phantom 1 and Clown Hunter because that's their book in my mind. Like, I am going to against that. Like, the, the, the Batman Incorporated stuff, like, the, your biggest concern is one of the biggest problems in the book. And it does take away because you just have them fighting in the background. It's not really about them, ultimately. And you don't do much with them besides for... Hey, I need you to watch my mentors because somebody's kind of killing them and they're going to stand around and grumble. That was it for them for this entire five issues for the most part. But for this issue, I had fun with a lot of the battles. The outcome was fun. And I look forward to the Joker Incorporated, even though we have to go through this again, but hopefully in a better way. But a 7.8 out of 10. Yeah, I'm a six. And, uh, not even to mention, we had, oh, I'm this. sorry, 7.5. 7.5. Okay, we we had that. this, yeah. we had this, you know, uh, Phantom One team. And I didn't even bring up the fact that we also had to learn about the mentors a bit. In this as well, you were doing so many things in this first five issues that weren't getting people involved in, and getting people, you know, running forward, knowing everything and, and whatnot. It, it sucks to have a book where everybody has a different knowledge of the team. It should all be set in this actual book and you go forward and everybody loves it. I mean, the idea that these characters aren't necessarily like Bruce Wayne, Batman, that you can start up a book and you don't have to introduce him but these others you know and even then some people do end up still trying to introduce things you kind of have to introduce the current status quo and things i just i it it worries me he's el gaucho he's the batman of mexico look at the el gaucho he's pissed off i think that's what i get from him i I don't know i I I think raven red was a new character for this too yeah yeah that's what i'm saying we don't know anything about what's going on you want to know you know, who is this wingman? I have a feeling that Ed Brisson just is going with wingman. That's wingman, wingman. And, and you go, that's an interesting thing. And that's what I want. But things like this, the dynamic of the team is what's interesting. The characters that are there, that's why I always did. Didn't like we have that one issue deal. in the New 52 when we had the Batman Incorporated in that, where it was just that one issue of Batman in Japan where we were there just checking out Jiro? 
That was a cool issue. And here, what did we just talk about just now? We talked about his sidekick, and I think that Canary. was that Canary goes from that from a book from ten years ago, and it still sticks with me and you. That's what I'm talking about. That's what gets you. That's what I'm talking about, Eric. Yeah, and yeah, it yeah. sticks with you. If you the the <laughs> story's one thing, the art can be great, whatever. But the character work that gets you involved in these teams and wants you to go forward and really get a connection with them, that's what we're missing here. And that is an important thing. It is an important thing. But we're going to move on to the next book. And, and again, we'll go with the idea of this book. That they, the Clone Rats, they have no idea what the continuity is. I said we're going to have to get over this to go forward, but I still can't. But also their character work. I never can tell what the hell they are. These characters 13 or they 18 or they this or they that. What do they know? What have they done? It's so all over the place that it just leaves me off balance. But it's Batgirls number 15 written by Becky Clune and Michael W. Conrad with art by Neil DeGooge, Rico Renzi and Frank Setkovic. Eric Setkovic. We haven't had that name, I think, before. Um, But. Here no, is you the say play. It, well, yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> I mean, it's a whole new guy when I get involved. Uh, this book ends up dealing with the Clue Master and his connection, Hooray. obviously, with Steph and Hooray. how he came back from the dead, Boo. even though we already had this. And again, <laughs> we keep harping on it, but he did come back. And I think that the play here, I think it would have been better if they actually would have realized that and then play that game with it. Because in this, you just get things thrown at you. And I think that what the Clone Reds do, and we've seen this in Wonder Woman, they get an idea. Hey, and, and I'll give them credit. A lot of the things that they do, they kind of get an idea of what fans might want. Hey, you know, Steph dealing with her father, Clue Master. Okay, that's a fan drama. service deal. That's yeah. drama. It can work out. What about a child she put up for adoption? <laughs> we'll get that later. But, you know, so, but the problem is, they don't quite have the connective tissue of a story that ever really plays out. And then they start adding too many details. They start doing things and it gets wacky. Then they can't decide if they want to be funny or serious. And it all just kind of is a hob, not a hobgob. I was going to say huh? a hobnob. It's just a, a bunch of things. Hodgepodge. Hodgepodge. It's just a hodgepodge of, of things that by the end, I do see why some people would say, well, it was good because we got that drama or we saw it ends up what ends up happening with their book. And I don't know if this will make sense to anybody but me. But okay. remember when we had Brian Michael Bendis on the Superman books? Remember that time, Eric? Oh, yeah. it was so great. And the action for comics books. Yeah, remember, and I'm talking in general, but we'd okay. have a story that was convoluted as shit, right? And no, you ended no. up saying that Superman himself was insane. He was talking uh-huh. to himself weird. But by the end of an issue... Brian Michael Bendis would have Superman say or do something that was good. He'd say, I always protect the innocent. Now I'm going to help this person here. And then you'd have the the reviewers. Oh, my God. He certainly gets like, and that's what I feel like this book has become. The idea that it's just throw shit at you. But in in the meantime, people are applauding it. Oh, man, they're such great friends. Oh my god, the, the drama with the dad Oh my goodness But Well that's the thing it's like, There's a lot of wrong with this that we have to take off the table no matter what Because Brian Michael Bendis brought back Crew Master Priestley yeah. And said he and faked he his death up, and That's, right? he, that's yeah, he the funniest thing He fucked up, but he fixed his then fuck up Then he had up, to come back and try right? to fix the fuck up By just saying he faked his death And this one, 
The Cooling Rads had no idea that Cooling Master was brought back by Bendis. So they said he's still dead, and now he's been brought back by Lazarus, like, Lazarus Serum. So the thing, what we have here, Cooling Master's back. His mind's all fucked up going back to his game show days of being Cooling Master. And he's trying to relive this with his daughter, trying to win his love back with a souvenir gun from his grandfather's time in World War II for some reason. We're doing some shit here. But the weirdest part when you jump into this book is that we ended the last issue with like uh, Batgirl Cassandra Kane showing up and seeing like um, Stephanie Brown all tied up to a chair with like little wires all attached to her. Well, like she is here. We go through a lot of this issue before Cass even shows up, and it doesn't even match how Cass shows up previously and finds Steph with all this. But you eventually do have this run-in with her father, who does seem off-balance because of the Lazarus effect that's been done to him from being brought back to life. And for some reason, through just going through normal stuff with her detective work, Cass has a vial of the Lazarus here. We saw her get that, right? I know we did. but We were confused. Now, I want to stop you just to point out, if you need to have an editor's note to explain the major plot point in an issue it's because you know that it wasn't set up well. People didn't re- You have problems. You have an editor's well, note. She grabbed that last issue. I'm like, this is one of the major There's a points. lot of weird things because even when Steph is all tied up by her father being forced to do a game show about how he she lo- is more like him than Batman because that's what his end game is essentially. She, he goes to this thing like, Batgirl's coming. No one's coming for you. I left her a note and I'm like, you didn't leave her a note. Cass had a note that for somehow she found back at your apartment where she's like, you know, in case I died sort of note where you talked about a time with your father. Like, like not, not even in context of what's currently going on. Just talking about a time when she was a child that her father used to take her to this place. Nothing to do with this. But this that is, is the, the whole thing. And for some reason, I was Steph thinks, about. Yeah. I gave her a note telling her exactly where I am. I'm like, did you? No. Yeah. Really? I, I, I love the idea, too. Here's Clue Master. And he, they're, they're playing the idea. Where they're going to have him do the game show stuff that, you know, oh, classic Clue Master. Go back but, to classic Clue Master because classic his mind's Clue all Master Because up. his mind's fucked up. And the Lazarus, but in the meantime, they don't know continuity worth a shit. And I blame more Jessica Chen, the editor. She's the one who's supposed to be there to tell them that this shit is wrong. But even besides that, everybody sits there, steps, man, you must have gone bad in those three days you were dead. Everybody knows this guy was dead for three days. He's got the Lazarus. Yeah. Everything is just thrown at you. When his body went missing. Even the cops at the end, like, that's the whole play of the, well, he was dead three days. I'm like, I'm like you don't need to keep saying this. And the whole Lazarus play of being insane after you come back from the Lazarus, okay, that's kind of a classic deal as well. It's, but It's such a weird place to do it, though, I because know. I, I had to wrestle with the idea after reading this. Because I was mad the way that Bendis brought him back for no reason, just saying, like I said, because it seemed like he had to fudge things later on to try to make it make sense. I like he didn't seem to know that Clue Master was dead. But what is better? The idea that Clue Master came back because he faked his death, or he came back here with Lazarus Serum, somehow obtained what I think by Mad Hatter, by something like along the lines of the League of Assassins somehow, but it's Lazarus Serum in a world where the Lazarus pits are fucked up and also in a world where the Lazarus resin is the big thing going on, but now it's Lazarus Serum. It, I, I'm like, did you just take a vial, dip into a Lazarus pit, and you just have that on hand, a few drops in the mouth, brings people back to life? At the end, you end up having to, like, course correct your nonsense. It's almost like you have an... You have a little arc here, but at the end, they have to put toys back in the toy box for some reason saying it was a prototype. So I don't know. It doesn't seem right, but it's going to lead us to our next story. But we'll probably 
It's nonsense. I mean, the idea of all this, and then you end up going with the idea, oh, my God, Steph's dead. But yeah, that's one, two panels, and then cool she Master gets the takes, Lazarus. Cool Master takes a shot at Cassandra came back. Girl, Steph gets in the way, takes the blast. Oh, my God, what have I done? Oh, you killed your daughter. Stephanie Brown is dead. I'm like, holy shit, Queen Rads. Are you going to have the biggest balls on the planet and kill Steph Brown? In your book here, and continue the Batgirl's title with the idea that Cassandra Kane has to move forward with the loss of her best friend Stephanie Brown here, and be, be Batgirls by herself, and eventually lead to Cassandra Kane in that Spirit World book where she goes to the afterlife and she can find her friend and bring That'd her be back. Awesome. And I'm like, this could have been the you've greatest already made a great ever. setup. You made a great but setup, no, and you know she what? She pulls a laser serum out of her her utility belt, puts a few drops in her mouth, and Stephanie Brown is back to life. I'm like. That is such a cop-out. And then Clue Master goes, I hope she's not crazy. She's like me. And then he gets taken away. She was dead a few minutes, not three yeah, days. Yeah. You're, you're fudging things already. And, and again, just think of the opportunity of the storytelling with Steph and and uh, Tim Drake. I mean, this would be something that Tim would be, oh, my God, this well, I'm is telling crazy. You, back, back during War Games, when it looked like Black Mask killed Cassandra, uh, Stephanie Brown, it was this gigantic thing that lasted a while until they kind of just fudged it later on and said, oh, no, Leslie Tompkins got her out of town. We faked her death. It was kind of a lackluster way to bring her back. But the ramifications of Stephanie Brown dying back then was great. And it did a lot for the characters. And I was, I'm like, oh, my God, Queen Rats, are you going to do it here? Are you going to make this book relevant and make it a, like this big shot out? Even though a book called Batgirls, you're going to kill off a Batgirl in this book? Because I know from what we saw in the Lazarus planet, like uh, Dark Fate that we had this week, where Sandra Kane is doing Constantine and Xanthi stuff in that spirit world book, she gets sucked into the spirit world, the underworld. And I'm like, is this where she goes and finds her friend to bring her back to life? This great, great That'd adventure awesome. with these weird characters. I'm like, you, you turn a spirit world book into a Cassandra Kane book. I'm like, you did it. You did it. But no, no, that's fine. You can even reference the idea that in the spirit world, I don't know if you know spirit world rules there, but because they ended up switching places with your whole you know, Freaky Friday deal, she has that connection that she would be able to go find her, uh, it, you know, a little more, even if she, Fuck, why not? you know, go, just go with the whole deal. But instead, what? you just get surface level bullshit. Because even even when Steph is dying here and Cass is going, hey, you remember when we switched bodies? That was crazy. I'm like, that was yesterday. Yeah, I, that was yeah, that was five hours ago. That And not only that, but fuck that letter. One of the main things of going and finding all this should have been the idea that you were there and played it out, but they didn't play that well enough anyway. And by the end, it's almost like, again, that should be an editor's note. Editor's note. Remember that shit about the Freaky Friday? Boy, that happened. Crazy, Because it huh? meant nothing by the end. Oh, Madam Zodiac for no reason whatsoever. We didn't even get what I thought we'd get at the end of, oh, man, your father. No, your mother. Your oh, mother. You know, we're, we're more alike than we <laughs> thought. You didn't even get that. You got nothing. So what happens is, again, like this, what they do, they come up with the story. Now, again, this might not be true, but this is how I see it. They come up with the story, and then instead of saying, how could this tie into the greater continuity, and how could we get some real feels? Because having Steph, you know, face-to-face with her dad, Clue Master, this is something that should be pretty big. Instead, they sit there and go, well, what fan service nonsense can we, oh, we'll have a game show. Oh, what jokes can we throw in? Oh, we'll throw that in. And then you're done. And And there's never anything that really is like the solid deal. When we had the Wonder Woman stuff, you ended up where we liked it at the beginning, Valhalla. Then it all fell apart because all it was was, hey, we don't know the continuity, but we'll throw in this character. We'll throw in that character. Well, you know, all that stuff. At one point, Wonder Woman's stopping a satyr from being handsy. 
Like stuff like that, you don't need. Somebody's got to do it. And in this, like I said, you're not even tying back to the major thing that started this whole deal of the Freaky Friday. You just end up, I hope she's not crazy. Well, she won't be. Hey, Jim, remember when we switched places that one day? Crazy, huh? Crazy, huh? Like one day. One day yesterday. I never hit my head on anything when we switched bodies. I I wanted Cass to say, oh, man, when did that? (laughs) She's like, you mean when we got that coin and it stood straight up and didn't make sense? And for some reason doesn't go with the thing that we kind of wished for? (laughs) Oh, and yeah, we really didn't win. It's nonsense. It's complete nonsense. But. There and what what really does anger me more than anything is as this is going on, you came up with a great idea for a story, and if anybody pitch boshes that, they're dealing with me. Eric, by the way, I thought that. What I'm like, I got so excited. I'm like, are they gonna do it? And then no, no. Just as an aside, I did end up getting in fights with those people you were talking on Twitter about I'm Batman, but still, I I figured you would. But with that, I think that you had no. I I think that you had they they didn't have anything to say because I I pushed him downwards. I put him in the dirt. You end up where with (laughs) is that what they say? You end up where I live. Like you, you're trying to get feels from Cass and Steph dying, but then you already had the Lazarus. (laughs) It didn't make sense. That doesn't go. But he also again at the end, you're trying to play this game where Clue Master. Hey, everybody, let's play this game here. Hey, and then the police come and they want him, which really felt like a jokes and riddles thing. If you remember, that started with the Riddler getting mad because they came to him and, hey, can almost setting that up. But then Clue Master going, I don't want to do that anymore. That's not me. I'm like, well, if that's not you, then you're nothing. And get the hell out of here. That's the worst part because when he is arrested and taken to Arkham Tower, I think they missed a big opportunity here because he's really upset about what he did. Big opportunities there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he killed his daughter. She effectively brought back to life, but he realizes he is fucked up in the head. He doesn't want to do this anymore, but he's in Arkham Tower. A doctor comes to him, wants to know about Mad Hatter. Hey, this guy, the Jervis statue, he's out there. He's wanted for murder. You know where he is? Like, I can't tell you. Hey, you like clues, don't you? How about you write me a clue to find out where he is? He's like, that's not me anymore. So I really wanted this to entice him, like really flex on the idea that he has an obsession, a compulsion that he can't deny because of who he is. Yes, he wants to be a better person, but I wanted him to get all excited about writing down a clue about where the Mad Hatter was, and they didn't do it. And they didn't even have Dr. Chase Meridian here to be the person to ask the question. It was just a random doctor. I think it's a weird play, even the backdoor way of doing it, of, I think you know where he is, but you won't tell us. So give us a clue here and we'll figure it out. No, no, no. You go and say, here are the clues that we have already put. What are we missing? And have them all there. And again, here's where I think you could have a lot of cool things. First off, I wish that by the end, we actually got that idea. You know what, Clue Master? Almost like a death stroke. Clue Master does love Steph. Just doesn't know how to do things. He, He ends up. It's just that's the clue that he can never solve. That's the puzzle of fatherhood like me. He can't solve. You never get that. But by the end, I wish. And like you said, he has an obsession. I wish that by the end we see this doctor and you say at the end, you bitch, you can't even leave this fucking guy alone when he doesn't want to do this. But, you know, and you're using him because of his obsession. There's so many layers you can have. have like a. Like a wild smile at the end with the idea of writing down clues and leaving it at that. I'm like, because that way you still have a you know, clue master out and about, like just not some, some sad sack. He's upset from what he did sitting in Arkham Tower now forever until somebody forgets about all this and just writes him on the street again. Exactly. Doing clue that's all that's going to happen because this is nothing. But just imagine where Steph and Cass, all this goes down. And by the end, 
Steph says, you know, whatever, don't shoot her and give her Lazarus. But this whole play thing, it, it plays out to the point where Steph says, I know this is going to bite me in the ass, but dad, I'll give you a chance, but not right now. You can earn a chance by stopping your fucking nonsense. You're going to go in jail now. You have a perfect opportunity to go to jail and get yourself together, come up with something better to do with your damn life. But if you're Clue Master, I'm out and out forever. And then you see this doctor, you know, poking him to do it. And he has an obsession. He can't stop it. And then have that tear because he realizes I can't stop myself and I'm going to lose my daughter. I just tried and I promised her and they're doing it. The doctor's in here where I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be getting healed in here. And instead, they're They're making me go back to yeah. They're taking advantage of that and making me do the one thing that got me here. Why? Why aren't they better? Why can't I be better? This might as well be a rehab center, and they give them heroin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You end up where they're just like, "What? Here, have some." That's what it is. But I that that layers of that would have been. Instead, you have them. I don't want to do that no more. But that's we, not me no we more. We damn well know that the next time he shows up, he's doing that again. That's ah. all he's got. What, what is he going to do? <laughs> what else is he going to do? Like, it'd be funny if later he's just, just do what you did before and just have a legitimate game show. Just do it. Uh, you'll no be one's fine. hiring him for a game show. No, he's going to do it himself. He's on YouTube, right? He's, he's got private it. access or no, local access. He's got the YouTube going. The problem is he's kidnapping people as contestants, but, you know, he can't get out of his YouTube own way. I guess YouTube makes sense. I'm going back to the 80s. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it would be funny local access, too. That would be <laughs> hilarious. Like, really awful sets and things like that. Uh, but all in all, yeah, you, you missed opportunity and that after missed opportunity. Worse, and then we, if that hmm. wasn't the worst situation, we go off to the idea that the Quebec girls are now all right. They're standing on the, you know, the roof of their building, having hot chocolate, talking about things. They talk about the Lazarus serum being the, all the hallmarks of a prototype is what Oracle says. And then the idea, if the League of Assassins was looking for a potential buyer, I bet that's how Mad Hatter got a hold of it. So I'm like, are the League of Assassins putting together Lazarus serum now to try to contend against the other portions of the Lazarus resin that's already being manufactured out and about. I'm like, why would you do this in a world where we've already had Lazarus resin nonstop for like what two years now? Yeah, well, and I actually made the joke, and it, it ends up where they're they're putting all their money into this, and then all of a sudden it starts raining, and you end up getting let. <laughs> now you get Homer half off chocolate in chocolate world. <laughs> They're like, oh, I shit. can only hope though be that later on if you want to continue the drama of Steph being shot and killed and coming back with a few drops of Lazarus serum that it is because it is a prototype. She ends she up ends coming up a little back crazy, raw. right? Not even a little crazy. I want her to die again or maybe almost along the lines Jeez. of Lazarus resin where she's like a zombie but like she's unconscious but she's not alive like we have in Task Force Z. Well, yeah, well, I I actually was hoping we get the Buffy at the end, she's like, you know, Cass, I, I, was, I was in, in heaven. I was in heaven. I, you I always was, want the Buffy. I, was done. I always want it. I, I want it. Because, but that's my big problem. Well, one of my problems. At the end, <laughs> hey, like it's almost like she had COVID. I get my taste back. Here you go with the hot cocoa. And yet it's almost like, again, this, this should have more weight to it. There should be some talk here. And instead they're like. Look at us going to get the right. Like everything is goofy. I love friends and second chances. Yeah, that, that's basically the deal. Instead of having a talk here where, oh my God, you really do. I, you don't, they don't get the characters. They just give you moments that they think you'll like, but nothing ever has weight because it just happens. This whole arc 
should have been about both of the parents. And there's Cass. She just went and got res and then, you know, that'll lead to, you know, maybe serum. later with the serum and the shadow. I mean, Not I just, resin, yeah. serum. But again, you kind of left her aside. The Freaky Friday got put. You didn't really do anything. And by the end. No, this whole arc was off. It was just weird from the get go. And I have no idea how we got here. Like, Step at this point should be saying, like, Hey, you know, my dad's a piece of shit, but I only get one dad. Well, somehow, it's a shame. It all got started with the Riddler being a serial killer that we thought to lead in the idea that the Mad Hatter's doing stuff with your father behind the yeah. behind the freaking like uh, the curtain over here. Plus, I, I thought we were going to get like a, a double date situation going on and Clumessa was going to go out with Shadow. They're going to dance around and stuff, right, Eric? The, the big play that like a, a freaky, not a freaky Friday, but a parent trap situation. They want them to get together. Well, we didn't get it there. And then we get it at the end that. with I know. Well, why not? But we get uh Grace O'Halloran at the end. She's like, Oh shit, somebody knocked on my, my door and I gotta get up for the podcast. <laughs> and, oh my it's hard. And she's like, I got my eye on the prize. I like the idea where the shadow was over that awful eye, so she had the chance to put on the eye patch because nobody wants to see under there. And she's like, Oh I man. And just the idea, you go through all this and then at the end I'm like, the fuck is that? <laughs> Like these cliffhangers. Mm. Our cliffhanger is Grace O'Halloran having a knock at her door in the middle of the night. She opens the door to find a head all wrapped up with a note that says, read me. So obviously the Mad Hatter's in town. He's doing off with her head situation. Yeah, but it's but not even a head. It's a statue of a head, Eric. If you look, it's I, I, actually I got think a, it's. A, I don't know. It has a base. I, thought, I, thought, I know it has a base for some reason. I really just thought it was a head. It looks stone. It was a head, head on a base. Yeah, I think it's stone. And it's um, stone dead. Yeah, right. Oh but my why God. is everything that we're dealing with in the Batgirl's book based around Grace O'Howard or podcast? I don't know. I don't know this book. I am happy to get the Mad Hatter coming forward, I, though. Mm-hmm. You want to hear? He's all beating the shit out of from the Joker. I the man to stop laughing. Book. You really think that they're going to know anything about Look, any continuity? No, I would just love for whatever reason Jervis Tetch shows up to do some dastardly shit. He's in crutches. No, that'd be and beat the shit. <laughs> Never explained. I think that if Wonder Woman showed up in this book, they'd fuck up their own continuity of the current Wonder Woman book somehow. They they don't know what they're doing. They're awful. Their storytelling is bad. But by the end, I've said this a bunch of times, I, I like talking about the book because it's ridiculous. And it is one of those books. Well, we have a lot of talking points. There's always something wrong. Well, and it's wrong, but it's almost like that idea. You said it about Cluemaster. What they're doing, I don't think anybody's paying attention to. So it never upsets me to the point where I think they've ruined anything. I just think they always miss the opportunity. So at the end, it's a very, it's an offensively inoffensive book. I end up where I'm (laughs) mad at the point, but afterwards I'm like, eh, whatever. The original fuck you five. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. It just ends up like, "Eh," and then that cliffhanger, I'm like, well, that was a book. We have. When are these people going to end up realizing that cliffhangers are supposed to get you like an aha moment? And get you inspired. I mean, it's almost like, oh my God, Eric. Mad Hatter. Moriarty uh, in the no, Tim Drake book, it. right? But don't this, do it. the problem is, is they've mentioned, James. they've mentioned Mad Hatter and then you just get a stone bust of. Uh, it's know. covered in blood, Jim. Yeah, it is because it looks like somebody like used it to beat somebody with. Beat him down there. I, I really hope that it's an off with their head situation where this guy was just some some random dude just had his head cut off, put on a freaking like a, a podium, and then left at Grace O'Halloran's door with a note. Guy has like he's been dead for a while and preserved because he's all one color. He does look stone. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's just weird. Uh, maybe it's like one of those potties. 
you know, the podcast awards. And like, oh my god! Oh, I'm, I'm like, what are you talking about for children? I'm just to making learn it how to up. Go to the I, I I didn't want to win a potty this way. Oh bloody hell! It's like my auto I named Scary Potter. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. Oh my goodness gracious! Uh, so my gamer tag is in Dead by Daylight. It's scary <laughs> Potter. I would like yeah. that, Eric. Mine, mine was always fandoms. Check that like, on Twitch. When mine I was start always doing whatever stuff. team number I was in hockey. I was not yeah. very. Uh, very uh, inventive with stuff like that. Man well hung, I could go with at some point. So I was telling you would disagree. <laughs> UST, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> UST, bitch. Oh, my goodness. What would you give this? I would I'd give this a 6 out of 10 because I saw what they're trying to do. I actually don't mind the art in this at all, and I look forward to no, the, the art. the goose the did a good job. But, like thought. you said, it's all very inoffensive. It's just every time you look like you're about to do something that's going to be incredible for this book and DC Comics as a whole – you go with a really safe, simple route, which just makes it very disappointing. Just it's it's not great by the end because of this the simple outs that we have in this, the storytelling, the detective work, the plot devices that we have, it's just all out of nowhere and feels never feels like it's earned. It's just always right there and that never comes across in a good way. But I'm still gonna give it a six out of because I don't mind reading it and I look forward to what we do here. But I just don't understand how Bendis has a better way to bring Coolmaster back, and he didn't even realize he was bringing him back until he had to fudge a way for it to work. Yeah, yeah, he he fucked up and then needed to fudge his way in the faked idea. Faked his death, the end. And he faked his death because he was sick of the Bat family beating the crap out of him. I'm like, all right. But again, what I thought was kind of cool that Bendis kind of backed his way. Got to finish the job. And, and Bendis backed his way into this in the Young Justice book, the idea where he, again, couldn't keep he, – he was on the lamb. He was keeping – but he couldn't stop his nonsense also. He his couldn't compulsions. stop going to Steph and stuff like that. And in that book, you ended up having Steph almost kill him. She was beating the crap on him. Connor ended up stopping her and says, you're better than that. There was a resolution. There was a, a going forward moment for Steph. Too. I think it was Connor who came down and did Didn't it in my Connor mind. Uh, but you end up having that deal of Steph being able to move on from her father and try to, you know, not base her life on that. And then you're right back here. And I said uh, in the Slack where I was talking to some people, it's a shame that they didn't realize they fucked up and tried, like, smartly worked that into the end here. And then we're like, oh, my God, it would make us look like fools. It would have been hilarious if they would have ended up, well, I told people I did this and I did this and I did. But no, they just go with La- Lazarus. You end up Serum. that triggers you. A lot before. It now it's all over. But the idea of Lazarus. Everybody has made Lazarus pit so lackluster for the importance that they once had. And you, with that, with me, I mean, seriously, one thing that is, oh my God, I can't believe Gord. Oh, it's Clayface. <laughs> it's always Clayface. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. Like, you just got, oh, it's Clayface. It always Imagine that. Uh, In the end, it turns out the Kuma Master was never actually alive and it was Clayface this whole time. Clayface with Lazarus. <laughs> Oh my goodness, they did Is it that all. What Moriarty's still in? Yeah, and, and just throw in that it was also a multiversal deal. Yeah, Moriarty. Wait till we get to that one, Eric. When we get Clayface stuff, at Living Clay, and we also have Bane's Venom. Alchemy, Venom, Clayface nonsense. Stop it. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, this book makes a little more sense, at least. But yeah, I think I'll, I'll give it a six as well. I'll, I'll go with you. I, I like talking to you about it, but. What does that give us? What is our book of the week? Well, my book of the week is I Am Batman number 18, the finale, which is not a great ending, but a very good issue of I Am Batman. Yeah, I I actually think that I have a three-way tie. We have four books. I think I gave I Am Batman a six. I gave Batman Inc. maybe a six. And the 
Eh, just go read something on the app. I- I'm going to suggest that everybody, if you are enjoying something, go read that Batman Inc. from what's it called? Grant Morrison, like Eric said. That's my book of the week. But I ended up, I think that was a time. If you read volume two, you also get the death of Damian Wayne in the New 52, which was very impactful. Oh, that is true. That made us cry and made Jess freak out because she thought one of your friends (laughs) died to an accident. I always (laughs) have to bring it up. Damian died today. What? Because you have a friend named Damian. That That makes me giggle. Eric, but. Here are the books. Little pumpkin-headed boy, though. Yeah, yeah. We, me and you were it. Really, that moment really got us. I actually remember where we were doing things in the lab, Eric, and we had heard that Bendis was bragging about possibly killing Damien. Remember, he spoiled it, and we were so angry even before it it happened. It was like a week before, and we were Bendis and Morrison. uh, Morrison, I mean, I'm sorry. We ended up so mad because Grant Morrison came out and did an interview. I was like, "Well, it's my character." We're like, you better not. And then we were like, we were Don't debating if it was going to be real. <laughs> and it, and I'm telling you, we were so upset. And then when it happened, it's like, I remember, I think I downloaded the deal. And I'm like, yep, Eric, it happened. It happened. It's done. And we were so upset. I didn't even get my comic books yet that week. I, you told me at work and that Jess is driving me home after work. And we're just at a four-lane stop sign. And she starts going, I'm sitting there all down trying to think to myself. And as we're about to go through into the intersection. Damien died today, <laughs> and she slams on the brakes. I'm like, no, 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 keep going. Yeah, yeah, I remember at, at lunch, you know, that's the joy of digital. And yeah, I read it and told you, and you know, it was sad. It was sad. Just that point where he says to Dick Grayson, you know what? We were the best. We were the yes, best. We were. And it was so good. I, I still, I legitimately still get choked up saying those words. It was so good. <laughs> but again, My that, are that's just the great, like, that's what I need now. Not that I need Damien dying, but I need that connection. I need that emotional connection to these things. And a lot of these, these books just don't have it. They just end up, they're trying. They'll give you fan service, but it's just not, not getting me. Uh, but. Next week, Eric. Maybe it'll get me next week. We have a bunch of books. I am Be- Batman One Bad. I'm sorry, Batman One Bad Day. Clayface going to get you? Uh, this is the craziest. In this one, just think you would love it if we ended up having a Clayface story where, oh no, Clayface died. No, it was Clayface. I didn't see the twist, Eric. It was a different Clayface. I just imagine. I just imagine the way it's going to be like, you know, one bad day, Clayface. Is this going to be what we have in the Harley Quinn like, HBO series where he was playing Billy Bob Thornton, playing Bruce uh, Thomas Wayne in a movie, and everybody praised Billy Bob Thornton and not Clayface? You know that it's going to be the one bad day is like, I could be the actor, and now I can't, and I'm pissed. whoop de do The man of a million faces, we'll Basil Carlo. Yeah, and all of them sad. Eric, all of them said, uh, you end up, you? I think that's, uh, Clayface, the clay that stopped laughing. I think it's Lansing and Kelly, not my favorite. So get ready for narration, right? I, yeah. I thought it was. We also have Batman. Is Su- Monaco? Uh, yeah, on the arts of Monaco. Uh, Batman yeah. Superman, who we do like. Uh, Batman Superman World's Finest, number 12, that, uh, yeah, we'll see. One bad day. That is, yeah. And then Robin and Supergirl checking things yeah, out. Yeah, that's a funny thing. One bad date too. And I, I, uh, I'm telling you, I really like to cover. You have Batman and Superman like swinging into the background where they're at a table and it says, "Check, please." You don't have a monkey dead bad date. Oh my. No, no, man. Catwoman number fifty-two. <sighs> Street flavors of ramen, Eric. Let's go. Let's go, baby. That's going to go. Uh, the well, the thing is, I don't, I don't know if we're going to deal with that because on the cover it says Aiko Hasegawa is Catwoman. We'll see. Selena, it seems, is going to be getting some power, uh, you know, behind bars. 
And I think that that goes until what do you May. Mean, like a power bar? Yeah, maybe. I mean, who knows what that cat's going to do? That in cat's here? just pushing shit out the vent. Who knows what's going on? I don't know. All of a sudden, little kitty treats, some catnip. Who knows? Uh, deceased War of the Undead Gods number six. You end up having what hopefully will be J Man's big moment with Mixelplick versus the Spectre, I believe, is the big fight that we want to see. We'll see how that goes. But we also have Lazarus Planet Omega. Number one, Eric. I don't think we'll get right. number two, more but story. at least we end up getting Mark Wade back to the regular story. So we'll see if I, that I just love anything. the cover of this because it is a continuation of Lazarus Planet Alpha that started this whole thing off. And on the cover, it's all of our heroes and even villains and stuff like that just standing, you know, like almost with, like they're waiting for a picture, right? This is the cover all in the Lazarus rain getting wet. I'm like, <laughs> oh, you're right. not doing it right, guys. Uh, I laughed the idea in my mind. At the end, where you had that cliffhanger of Danian, and we think it was King Fireball, but he's getting attacked. It was. And then they froze in spot, like, oh, man, or they sat down together. We got like a month and a half before we get back to this shit, so let's get to know each other. Uh, we also have Nightwing number 101 going off of that Looks big like 100 big issue. issue. I think that everything is going to be a big Titans issue from all of the things that I've read, but when isn't it, Eric? But we'll see how that is. Superman. Number one, Joshua Williamson. We were talking about that at the beginning. Dawn of DC. The Man of Steel, back in action. I hear a lot of people have read it and really do like it, Eric. A lot of people are very positive about it, it. so that'll be pretty cool. We have The Flash 793 with all this going on. The One Minute War, part four. I keep forgetting about The One Minute War, and it's not anything to do with the story. It's just, I don't know why. (laughs) It just ends up where I'm like, oh, yeah, we have this again, so. That's cool. We have to- well, this is that's the thing is you forgot about it because it was weekly until this yeah, week. Yeah, very weekly. That's a joke, Stop Eric. It. It's not actually. It's we're we're enjoying it enough. Titans United Blood Pack. There's the Titans book, Eric. We're gonna get number t- six. Luckily, we're getting finale. a lot of Titans in the Nightwing because your best Titans book is Finale City. Is that what they say? Yeah, Out. yeah, Finale City. Uh-huh. Nobody says that. Yeah, they say it all the time down at the Five and Dime. Wonder Woman number 796. We have Love Bomb. We have the song. <laughs> That's all I care about. We'll see how it is. Looking at the cover, it's so bad where Wonder Woman and Yara Fuller are on their knees with arrows in their on back. On their well, knees? Eros, is, Eros looks like he's petting Yara Fuller's head. It says, under Eros' spell. Rocky like They're all just like smiling pissed. on their knees looking at yeah. Eros like, huh. All right, Eris is going to have a good time. Oh, he's not petting the head. He's knocking his arrow. Never oh. mind, so it's not as bad as I thought. Let him have pet the head. I hope that we can get some piece of shit Eros uh, back as a guest star next week. We won't push the deal. I don't even know what you're talking about. We'll see. I know, that's the problem. We never remember shit. Uh, but those are the books. Two of those books will be picked by the badasses. Love to get fresh crew. Uh-uh. To be on the spotlight. Hey there, babies! (laughs) Eros is back in town! Oh my god. Here's the deal. It looks like it's a two for for old Eros tonight! He's back, baby. He's back. Are you excited? (laughs) Are you you actually knocking your arrow, Eros? Rock on, Jimmy. Rock (laughs) on. Are you knocking your arrow? Or are you petting? The two ladies there on their knees. Which which one is it? As uh, you know, look, you get you got to get your arrow to shoot straight. You got to knock it a little bit. You know oh what I'm saying? Oh my god! Uh, will you be knocking the arrow or knocking boots? I I want to know which. And... You'll be knocking something. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait, Eric. I want more arrows. He's the best. Uh piece of shit. The, or the worst. Eros, are you aware of the Me Too movement? Are you aware of this? Or are you just you up hey, on it's a, all about Me Too? <laughs> there you go. Hey, you're doing that Me Too. <laughs> That's all he's doing. Oh my goodness gracious. 
can we just do that now? We'll get these books going. Do that now. This is how it's going to be coming up in two hours. Well, with that, if anybody is interested, I would believe. Come on, come on, come on. I would believe that. Yeah, see, you're doing it now. I believe that the two books picked by the badasses. Badasses at one point, they used to have a conscience, Eric, and they used to say, well, the podcast needs some big books. They have gone completely opposite of that. We just take it everything. Yeah, and I'm telling you, Superman, Lesser's Planet Omega, they'll probably be on the spotlight. And you can get that podcast, which has become almost a two-hour podcast each week. Uh, just those two books. We like to have fun with them. You go over to Patreon.com. Like Patreon.com slash Weird Science and sign up. Each level gets you more and more stuff you also get. This regular podcast, Early Access, you get all that sort of nonsense. Eric and a lot of other shows to boot. But speaking of <laughs> booty, uh, Eros, are you excited about next week's books? Are you, are you excited about this new Superman run? Have like you heard about always, that? Jimmy, rock hard <laughs> right now. Hello, Weird Science. I love the idea, too, where you're also doing the Catwoman voice there, and she has her book. To, uh, this is going to be great, Eric. I cannot What wait. are you talking about, Jimmy? This is the Catwoman That's voice. The cat- it's more of like the, Kathy, it's the Catherine no. Hepburn smoke filled <laughs> voice there. <laughs> hey, Kathy. Very different. Oh, yes. It- Which is very different than the Swamp Thing voice. Like, I don't know what's going uh, on yeah, over here. The, the I like thing. that, too. I think people have forgotten about that. Now, what I need next week is Catwoman. To be in the same room as Eros, and let's see what happens with these two crazy cats. That'd be pretty good. Someone's gonna get that pussy wet. Uh, you know oh what I'm saying, Jimmy? Goodness gracious! Now, where's Jess? I gotta Eros edit is the, in town. I gotta edit this shit out. <laughs> ah, yeah. See, that's what you get. That's that seemed more. <laughs> that seemed more like a no limitations type of thing, Eric. I don't know what's going on. Catwoman, uh, yeah, happened. you know, she gets all excited, things coming out of her vents and things like that, Eric, but that is... No, I might be going into <laughs> vents. <laughs> that is it for the week. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, like I said, it's a, a quick podcast this week. Maybe some people join in. Maybe people are like, what? Like, the idea that people still end up saying, like, a, a four-hour <laughs> podcast is too long. Well, they have no excuses now except for the awfulness. Of Eros and Catwoman, but that's not you. We can't handle that. That's yeah, Eros, Eros and Catwoman. Uh, I I ended up where I'm doing videos. The opinions of weird science do not much. That Eros. is no Eros is Eros. It's Eros being Eros. I ended up where I wrote up a little thing. I'm going to record it probably after this and have uh, a quick little video of I am Batman. And it, I, while I was writing it up, it did make me laugh because the idea that Jace, all that shit that he did in the past. That, that and I ended up. That's Tim's stuff. That's not Jay's stuff. Eric, he got out of that's that, right. right? So Eros, you're not Eros. So rebranded, whatever. He rebranded. He's like Kobe Bryant. So with all of that, Eric and I, I ended up. I didn't put that in the video because I didn't want to. And then I just said it now to upset people. But hey, that's where you go <laughs> from eight to twenty-four, right? In twenty-four. Uh, but that is it, Eric. Hello, that weird is it science. Yes. What do we say? At the end of the show, everybody, just have a great week. week. Keep going, keeping it weird. weird. At least your mokes, they'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Go read comics. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.
they wept from Lazarus, green rain from the clouds. Blessed city boy, sitting oh so proudly. Not much to him, till he got hit by the lightning bolt. Yeah, yeah, city boy. What is the secret of your power? Give that tiara back to that hundred 